Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, everybody jump, 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 jump. Ah, it's a Monday morning. Taz of the Moose with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. Taking it for the next three hours right up until 9 a.m. Eastern time. Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Home is so much more than a house. It's the home of your dreams, and for 30 years, they've been making it better. Rocket Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. Mike and Pete across the way, good to have Bilotti back in the fold. Bogish with your updates as we uh, take you for the next three-hour series at XM206 app as well. Check out uh, certainly all of our great affiliates across the country. What's going on, Taz? Good Monday, buddy. Yes, good Monday. Happy Monday. Happy after weekend day. Hope everything was good for you, Moose. Hope you guys had a great weekend. We did. How about yourself? All good. Right? Not bad. Pretty good. good. A lot of football. You know, like you. Same thing. All right. Except you got little ones running around yeah. going crazy. No, yeah, a lot of football. A lot, <laughs> a lot of football. Around. A lot of football. So was, yeah. yeah. Uh, busy weekend, but it was a good weekend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all in all. Uh, but uh, yeah, and uh, week yeah. two, uh, we got one game left in week two. Uh, as you got the Browns and Jets later on tonight uh, out at MetLife Stadium, uh, which will be an intriguing matchup of two 0-1 teams, two desperate teams. And we know uh, Trevor Simeon and a quarterback uh, for the Jets with Sam Darnold, uh, the young quarterback for the Jets, second-year quarterback out due to Mono. But reacting to everything that transpired uh, yesterday and what was uh, – I thought a pretty, uh, you know, in- intriguing day when you look at it uh, and an entertaining day of football uh, across the NFL landscape. Yes, you had some of your blowouts and uh, the the Patriots taking care of business uh, uh, against the Miami Dolphins, San Francisco making it look easy against the Cincinnati Bengals, Taz. But, you know, all in all, uh, you know, I-, I thought it was a pretty entertaining day. It was capped off by a-, a fun Sunday night game that eventually went the Atlanta Falcons way, 24-20 over the Philadelphia Eagles, who for a second straight week, played sloppy football for a half and came out basically guns a-blazing in half number two. It was a night and day difference. We'll get to the Eagles' injuries because that was also a theme of week two in the National Football League as injuries abound across some big impact players as well. But um, a big fourth and three play, a little wide receiver screen, and uh, Julio Jones takes it uh, 50-plus yards for a touchdown that gives the Falcons the lead. It's had over two minutes to go in regulation. The Eagles march it down inside uh, the Falcons' 20-yard line uh, facing, uh, what was it, a fourth and eight. Uh, a pass from uh, Wentz to Ertz goes for seven yards. They review it. He didn't gain the line that he needed. 36 seconds to go and knee down later. The Falcons and Dan Quinn desperate for a victory. They get a victory. They're now 1-1. One one. The Eagles fall to 1-1. One one. Uh, but Philadelphia uh, certainly uh, easily could have won the football game, and the Falcons come away with the win. Yeah, no, no doubt. I, yeah, it, it, you laid it out perfectly. And I got to say, in that play on that screen, you're talking about Julio Jones. I mean, got to tip your cap to Jake Matthews, the left tackle for the Falcons. What a block. I mean, I know you saw this, Moose. This block was unbelievable. Sanu had a good block, too. You get a guy like Jake Matthews in open space, you know, you're looking at a guy 6'5", you know, 290, 300 pounds in open space, able to, 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 to hit a block like that. Uh, on, 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 you know, with Sanu. I mean, but in open space, again, a guy that big is very impressive. 
what Jake Matthews did there on, on to, to break Julio Jones free. I'm, unbelievable. And the speed Julio had was amazing. Well, yeah, he hit about uh, 20 miles an hour, I believe. He topped that out, which is it's amazing when Crazy. you look at it, uh, the amount of speed that Julio Jones has with the size that he does have. For, for Philadelphia, though, and for the Eagles, where they didn't look particularly good in half number one, they lose a couple of their star-wide receivers in Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey. Jackson with a groin injury, Jeffrey with a calf injury. So you have, you know, the second, third, fourth wide receivers going out there and being the key guy for Carson Wentz. But also Wentz didn't look particularly good either, uh, where he had some, you know, in, in Philadelphia on the whole in the first half, I don't think played particularly well. And it's the second straight week that this has transpired. Last week they did against the Washington Redskins. The Skins are the Skins. They're not a particularly talented team or a good team or a well-coached team, and they steamrolled them in the second half. Not going to be the case with the Atlanta Falcons. Now, they did have a lead late. It was a fourth and three play and easily could have won it at the end of regulation as well, Taz, if their offense was able to make a couple plays. But, you know, the the Eagles could have, would have, should have for them. And they also, and, and as did the Atlanta Falcons, uh, the Eagles last night got ravaged by injury. Yeah, they did. And and you mentioned about Wentz. You know, he threw two interceptions. And you're right. I, I don't think he played that well myself. Uh, I played, you know, just threw about 230 yards. Uh, with Matt Ryan, you know, the quarterback for the Falcons, the you know, I mean, yeah, they won the game and stuff, but he threw for three interceptions, but he had three touchdowns. So, yeah. but yeah, no, you're right about Wentz, yeah, and the injuries on the Eagles, yeah. So they got to figure it out, man. It's like they, <laughs> you know, it feels like yesterday they won the Super Bowl, and it wasn't yesterday, but it just still feels so fresh. I know it's not, but I'm just saying, like, you know, this the, the the injuries and and who knows if if Wentz is is like he was, you know, when he was at the peak peak of his game as far as health and playing. But well, it, he hasn't found that MVP form before yeah, he tore his ACL yeah, out in Los exactly. Angeles. Yeah. But uh, and and he went into the concussion protocol, went into the tent last night, came back out. Uh, it was strange, you know. Josh McCown starts a drive late in the first half, in which uh, he comes in the game, leads them basically inside. I would say the twenty-five yard line, I believe, if memory serves me right. Uh, last night, uh, late in the first half, and then all of a sudden trotting onto the field. Uh, comes uh, comes Carson Wentz after he gets out of the concussion protocol uh, to finish off that drive. Now they end up kicking a field goal. Jake Elliott does uh, at the end of that first half. But still, it was kind of a little bit of a strange scene. But I don't think Wentz looked great. He took a lot of hits. Um, yeah. You know, he, he did. Uh, the Falcons were able to get after him. Um, you know, and, and I'd be a little concerned, Taz, about him being able to hold up for the entirety of the season after what we witnessed and what we saw last night, um, which mm. was a concern after they traded Nick Foles. It's something we talked about at the time. You know, it's got to be Wentz's team. It's got to be his franchise. It's It was not going to be able to be that with Foles staring over his shoulder. And also, he's got to show you that he can stay healthy. He was never healthy in college, couldn't stay healthy in college, right. um, and has not been able to stay healthy in the National Football League. He's a wonderful young player. He's a great quarterback. He's got all the intangibles and tools that you'd want in a young signal caller. But also last night, the fears that you have if you're an Eagle fan uh, came home to roost a little bit because you see him on the sideline, and that's the last place you want to see Carson Wentz. Yeah, it, it, and you're right. You nailed it, man. It seems like Moose, like uh, it's going to be a complete overstatement exaggeration just for, for, for hits and giggles for the conversation. If I feel like this guy spends more time on the sideline we've seen or injured than he has played. I know that's not true, but it's like you shouldn't even think that of a young, awesome player like Wentz is, and he is, you know, when healthy, when, you know, he's, 
he's ultra talented, ultra smart, great arm, all this stuff, but you know can't stay healthy. He said it like he, since he's younger in college, same thing happened to him. So, you know, um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, that's a massive problem for them. So they got to try to figure figure out or. Um, there's no backup there with him for him. There's no you're not you're not gonna you're not going to the to the promised land, you know, with uh with Josh McCowan. It's just not gonna happen. Or Nate Sudfeld. It's not gonna happen. That that's their backups there. So I don't know. And the injuries, yeah, definitely nailed them, like you said. Uh the team, the Eagles team. So uh and also, you know, I mean you gotta you gotta also tip your cap to, to the Falcons. They sure. played good there towards the end, obviously, right? Yeah, yeah they did. You know, you you're not wrong. You're right. you're absolutely right. And and Matt Ryan you know, had missed on some deep throws earlier in the game where he had guys in the end zone when he would had zero coverage and the Eagles were bringing the blitz Taz and uh missed those guys, but was able to finally hook up with Calvin Ridley, I believe it was, on a beautiful pass over the middle in the first half, and then the second half a little bit of magic and Julio Jones making it go on that wide receiver bubble screen. But as we talk about injuries, Taz, and we talk about, you know, teams, and all you need to do is survive the week, right? I mean, it's it's a case yeah. of, you know, get, finding a way to win the game. It doesn't have to be the prettiest win in the world, but you have to find a way to win the football game and march on to the next week and just get better week in and week out. That's really kind of the mantra of NFL coaches and assistants across the league is you're not going to be playing your best football at the start of the year. If you are, then you're going to be in trouble at the end of the year. But you also want to stay healthy and when you look across the football landscape, if you head to Pittsburgh, where the Seahawks just continue to find ways under Pete Carroll uh, to win football games, um, and they go into Pittsburgh where everybody and their mother, after the Seahawks barely survived the week previous, at home against the Cincinnati Bengals, a game the Bengals easily should have won. They got on the road in Pittsburgh. This is not the Patriots. It's the Seahawks. Seahawks don't have a cavalcade of weapons at the wide receiver spot. No, You're saying, no, all knows. right, the Steelers, this is their game to lose, right? They're right. going to find a way to win. They're coming back home. They should be bothered by the fact that they were embarrassed by the Patriots. In steps the Seattle Seahawks. They beat them. And not only do they beat them, the Pittsburgh Steelers, James Conner leaves the game with a knee injury. Ben Roethlisberger leaves the game with a right elbow injury. The significance of that right elbow injury, we'll find out a little bit more over the next uh, day, day and a half, Taz, where Mason Rudolph is coming in right. and finishing that game off for Pittsburgh. Yeah, no, I know. And he actually played pretty good, Mason Rudolph. I, I, that's that's the, the smaller part of the story. He was 12-19, 112 yards, two touchdowns. He did have one INT, but... But yeah, uh, Roethlisberger, you got week two. You got a guy like Roethlisberger who's long in the tooth. Okay, well, I just said last week, watching him play, he looked a little sluggish in the pocket. He's never been fleet-footed, as we know, but he did look to me last week. Same thing, uh, you know, uh, the, the last, uh, yesterday, I should say. But last week, he looked very sluggish too. But now, with that right elbow injury uh, early in the game, I mean, and and the James Conner deal, like you said, I mean, this is a. Uh, it's like week two, you get you hearing all this stuff with different injuries, and, and the Steelers are like, oh my god, they're doomed. I'm, we're, we're, and I'm going to get to the same stuff in a little bit, but it's 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 just a, what do you do? These guys are going 150 miles an hour. They're playing 100, percent and then you get these injuries, and it's you know, if you're the Steelers, you had any hope here, any hope? You got Big Ben, boom, that could be out for a significant amount of time. You know, you got a problem. Antonio Brown's you know been gone off your team. You know, obviously, uh, uh, Lev Bell's been down off your team. Now his his guy that's behind him, James Conner, who's the starter, 
You know, now he's got an injury. So, yeah, they got massive problems with Steelers. I'd well, be panicking right now if yeah, I was a Steelers well, fan. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, you know, all due respect to Mason Rudolph, he's not Ben Roethlisberger. And the explosiveness to that offense without a Antonio Brown, you could see it. Uh, and there is a night and day difference when yeah. you take those kind of playmakers off of the team. And then you look at a defense that's not nearly what it once was, especially at the linebacker spot. Um, and getting after the quarterback, and we've talked about those deficiencies whatsoever all the time, Taz. So uh, I look at a Steeler team whose season clearly, uh, you could look at it it being a a lost year. If Roethlisberger's out um, and Connor is out, uh, sometimes you you lose just way too much. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, Backup quarterbacks are there for a reason. not telling you that Rudolph can't play eventually, but he's just not Roethlisberger. He doesn't make up or does not have – exactly what Roethlisberger has done over the course of his career. So, I mean, and and that's one where, you know, he suffers the elbow injury, and you say to yourself, "Uh uh-oh, a right elbow injury if you're a quarterback. I mean, that's a a massive problem. He grabbed it right away, too, as soon as it happened. He grabbed it right away. Hey, you know who, uh, I don't know if you noticed, you know who got some burn yesterday? Benny Snell. Benny yeah. Snell running yeah. the rock for the Steelers. Yes, Once Connor went down, man, yeah. he had 23 yards. My man! Yeah, Benny he Snell. did. Yes. <laughs> Pride of Kentucky. Right. <laughs> All due respect to Benny Snell, the yeah. Steeler fan was yeah, uh, no, a little were. bothered that they were seeing <laughs> Benny Snell in the game. I was happy. <laughs> I understand you were, but you're also not a Steeler fan, no, I'm too. Not. That's true. <laughs> so, uh, it was but good yeah, to see him play, though. It was. It was good to see uh, Benny Snell get a little bit of burn. And cool. then you head out to Los Angeles with the Rams and the Saints, a game in which. You know, the officiating draws a headline because they take a touchdown away from yeah. Cam Jordan, who's joined our show before, and should have been a touchdown. They blow the uh, they blow the whistle and blow the play dead on what should have been a fumble. They give the ball to the Saints, but still take a touchdown off the board. But the bigger story for New Orleans is the fact that the team headed back home and their quarterback, Drew Brees, remained in Los Angeles to see a hand specialist because he leaves this game early on in the game trying to throw a ball over the middle. Uh, the big paw of uh, of Aaron Donald is there as he's following through. His hand goes directly into the to the hand of Aaron Donald. He has a thumb injury, can't pick up a ball, as we've seen the video time and time again on social media, him on the sideline trying to grip a football, and it basically drops to the side and rolls away. Mm. And uh, he looks like he was in excruciating pain. So uh, he said he thinks the injury, you know, it could be significant. We'll find out exactly what the hand specialist in L.A. has to say, but the complexion of the Saints season uh, completely changes because Teddy Bridgewater is not Drew Brees, and we saw that over the course of the game yesterday where he's holding the football for way too long. Yeah, no, he, he did, and and I think you got to give Teddy Bridgewater – I mean, this is obviously catastrophic for the Saints. We know that, and we saw how just the, the Rams just pounded them 27-9. The Rams just took advantage of the situation that where offensively the Saints were hurting. But uh, Teddy Bridgewater, I do think – you got to give him a chance here a little bit. This guy has had success. If you remember a couple years back with the, with the Vikings and he had the bad leg injury, all that jazz. My point is, I was listening to Troy Aikman, who was calling the game for Fox last night, and he broke it down perfectly while Bridgewater was struggling. And, and, and it was, it's something that I think a lot of people would assume, but when to hear a guy like Aikman say it, I buy into it. He's like, he just hasn't had enough time as of late playing so everything's ultra fast to him and he couldn't it, as the game evolved he started he started catching up with the speed so i think that if you give him a week in practice with the ones that he'll play better than he played yesterday i mean he was 17 to 30 with 165 yards he did protect the football he had no interceptions but i mean i'm not saying or i'm not even implying that he's drew Brees. but what i'm saying is they, they got a lot of weapons on that team and i, I do think that if he gets some reps 
in, in with a guy like Michael Thomas. He started connecting with Michael Thomas pretty good during the game, later in the game. Early, it was just bad. You're right. He was holding the football long. He was getting hit left and right. He was a deer in the headlights. I think, you know, like as the week goes on this week behind closed doors, once the speed but working with the ones gets you know gets rolling for him, I think maybe he'll play better. But well, it stinks about Brees. Well, for yeah, that. yeah, I mean, you hope you hope that he can play better. I'll, I'll disagree with that, but I, I think the the complexion of the Saints' season does change. If you find out that Breeze is say <clears> out, <throat> he has to have surgery or he's yeah. done for the year, yep. uh, you're no longer looking at New Orleans as a championship contending team. I, I personally do not. Yeah, no, I, no, I'm, I agree. I, I don't. I'm not I don't look at. I don't look at them as as that kind of a team with with Bridgewater quarterback. They would be crossed off my list uh, in terms of of getting to a Super Bowl, getting down to South Beach, and and that's where that's where I look at now. It can Bridgewater hold the fort? Say it's a six week injury for Breeze Taz. Can Bridgewater hold the fort? Yeah, he might be able to hold I the fort. there. Yeah. Uh, I mean that that might be a possibility. But if you if news comes out that Breeze is done for the year then I, I don't think the Saints can get where they wanted to go and where we thought they could go a month ago. Yeah, no, it'd be, be hard to argue that. I, yeah. I, you know, I think they would have, and this doesn't really win anything, but, you know, I think they could win a good amount of games this year, but I don't think they, they're going to win in the NFC Championship without Drew Brees. No, I, I'm with you on that. I'm not, like I said, I'm not even implying that Bridgewater oh, is, no, no, you know, Brees. I know you're no, not. I know, I, I know you're not. I'm I, just I, saying, I mean, for anybody I, out there that's saying, I'm just saying, I do think he'll play better, but Yeah, it I think matter. he'll play better, but I but I also think there's a ceiling to his play. Right, you know what I mean? Right. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, no and doubt, people no can doubt. look at Drew Brees and say, well, he's not throwing the ball deep anymore. He's right. not the same quarterback he was four or five years ago, and, and that's fine. Taz, but you know the, the National Football League had a long Sunday. Uh, yeah, when yeah. when you look at and you know we're just hitting the you know tip of the iceberg in terms of injuries across the league, but stars drive this league, quarterbacks drive mm, this league, sure. and we talked about in the first you know twelve minutes of our program this morning, we talked about two quarterbacks in two huge NFL cities, New <laughs> Orleans and Pittsburgh, respectively, where you wake up if you're a fan of the Saints and the Pittsburgh Steelers. You have major reservations of where your season is going now. The Saints are one and one, Steelers are zero and two, because you do not know the significance of the injury to the star quarterbacks. And if both of those guys are out, you know your expectations for those two teams clearly are diminished, and that's a problem for the NFL. Taz, and you're looking at two older quarterbacks as well. Brees is in his forties, right? Roethlisberger is in his late thirties. Right, not talking right. about guys that are young either. No, no, hey, no, who are clearly on the back nine of their career, Taz, and. And that hurts for the NFL because you want to see stars on the field. You don't want to see backup quarterbacks playing in the no, NFL. No, no, of course. But, but you know, what you're saying, too, about their age, I think is a very important point. And for those, those, that, don't, for those that don't realize, you know, when you're in your early 40s or in your late, 30, you know, 38, 39, and you're an athlete to this level, it takes longer for your body to heal. Okay, so if a young quarterback that's hypothetically 23, 24, 25 years old He's going to heal so much quicker than Roethlisberger or Breeze. It's going to happen. So, you even on like an elbow tear, would say if Roethlisberger has suffered a torn ligament in his elbow. Yeah, he, no, I'm just yeah. speculating here. Yeah. But I mean, he did grab his elbow right he away, did grab grab right it, yeah. away, right. So, say if Roethlisberger tore his a ligament in his elbow, wouldn't that heal? Wouldn't that kind of an injury be the same if I'm 40 as if I'm 25 or no? Not? I don't think so. You because what really? happens is the rehab process. It, everything gets the older you are. Everything gets pushed back a little bit more. <laughs> it's, okay. Every athlete knows that. It just happens. It just, when you're a little bit older, you know, it pushes. I, I could be exaggerated. It could be a week and a half longer than if a Sam Donald, I know he has mono, but let's say he had a, now a, a ligament in his elbow. 
he's younger. Or you know, he could he can re- recover quicker in rehab where your gotcha. body doesn't respond as well the older you get. You know, and also to be frank, Ben Roethlisberger is a big, heavy, thicker guy. Where Drew Brees, he's leaner, he's more fit looking. He keeps himself a little more fit, even though Roethlisberger is older. I'm sorry, uh, Brees is older, right? Correct. Right. So if you're a little bit leaner, okay, if you have le- leaner, lean muscle more and, and less body fat, and you're older, you could definitely recover quicker than the guy who's your age that's a little heavier. My point is, let's say they had the same injury. I'm not a doctor. I just play one on the radio. But let's say they had the same injury. That's interesting. I, I, Drew Brees. Let's say they were both 40 years old. Drew. Even Brees if it's a back. ligament tear in your in your in your uh, yeah, in your thumb. A lot of times, yeah. Well, yeah. Let's just say it's the elbow because the, the thumb is such a it's a there's smaller ligaments, obviously right. smaller muscles. Let's say they both had hypothetically Drew Brees and Ben Rosberger had a uh, a ligament in the elbow. Okay. And they were both the same age. I'm saying because the guy's a little leaner, okay. his body, his metabolism, everything, his testosterone level, everything moves quicker internally okay. when you have leaner muscle and less body fat. Gotcha. That's my point. Well, that's Being a little bigger and thicker could be a little bit more of a slowdown for Ben Roethlisberger. That's what I'm saying. That's interesting. I didn't yeah. think about it like that. Um, so we'll see exactly what the injuries are, are for them when you look at Roethlisberger and when you look at Drew Brees. And we'll find out over the course of uh, the next day, day and a half. But certainly not a good Sunday when you look at uh, fans for those two respective cities. We're just getting going. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. That's your number to call. Week two, Sunday that was in the NFL. We're reacting to it. It's Taz and the Moose with you. CBS Sports Radio. Give Taz and the Moose a call. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, uh, okay, yeah, okay. All right, two Hello. more brought to you by the Home Depot. Visit homedepot.com for details on flooring, appliances, and bathroom home improvements. The Home Depot, more saving, more doing. How about Anthony Rendon? Rendon hit his 33rd home run and drove in three as the Nationals pounded the Twins 12-6 to out of Minneapolis. Mm. So there you go for the Nats. Wow. Um, so, yeah, we got a little disingenuine uh, commentary from Andrew Bogus offline. Uh, comes in and says good morning to me, Moose. He saw you earlier, and you know, offline he said good morning to you. But he says he didn't see me in the newsroom. But I was in the newsroom, and I did see him. He didn't see me. He blew me off. That's what happened. Okay. Moose, you were busy doing something online uh, for the show, and you didn't see what happened. But I saw what happened. So Andrew, you come in here and say good morning. I I didn't see you earlier. That's a lot. You did see nice. Me. Good morning, Taz. Good morning, Moose. Uh, so you actually Jones. cut me off with your anger before I finished my sentence. Hey, I what, no I was, anger. what anger? What I was saying yeah. was you were not in the newsroom when I said good morning officially to everyone, All right. and I had to go back into my little booth. You were not there in that 13-second window. Shut up! Mark Malusis was. You were not. I did see you out Mark there other times, Luger. but I couldn't say hello because I was in here talking to Amy Lawrence. Moose, how come we don't have little boots? I like the little boots these guys have. These up, you know that little boot they have? The little with little microphones, little soundproof <laughs> boots? Yeah. I wish that I could do the show from in one of those boots. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait. That was easy. Uh, I'm sure can, we can set it up. Can I, can, can I broadcast live from there? Sure. Should we try it? One day? 
Exactly. Um, yeah. So wait, you want to be like seven steps away while Moose is in here? Seven feet away. Yeah, not steps. No, I just think it'd be cool. There's two of them there. If Moose does one in one booth. I do the sh- I do the show in the other booth. Yeah, why not? Boom, boom, like yeah, that. Yeah, that's great. Booth Jones. What do we need this big? What do we need this big room for? Yeah, yeah you're not on TV. These so. cameras don't yeah, mean squat. Don't no. Yeah, we, I know. You, go ahead. You're more than welcome. You want to try it? You want to join me? No. Okay. There's not enough room. Nope. No, this bro. There's the other one. No, no, that's like a production booth. Oh. Yeah, that one's different. I'm always in that when I hang out in there sometimes. But I'll I could do my updates from out back in there. Doug's booth. Yeah, dude. Got a lot of books in there. Very nice. It does have a lot of he books. It's like a, a library. Yeah. It's, like my a mail, it's like my mailbox here at the <laughs> office. <laughs> That's a whole other story. Uh, oh, it's good so to see you. you. Good to see you, Andrew. What's going hey, on? Hey, thanks, How's Moose. Same to you. Here's your report. It is sponsored by Progressive. Progressive Insurance, protecting commercial vehicles and offering specialized coverages designed to protect your business. More at ProgressiveCommercial.com. They were down three, facing fourth down, shy of midfield. The Falcons called a screen pass for Julio Jones. Snap to Ryan. Here comes Philly. Quick throw. This is Julio Jones. 45, 40, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown Atlanta. Mm. Holy goodness smoke. 54 yards for the go-ahead score as called by Wes Durham on Falcons Radio. The Atlanta defense then stopped the Eagles on fourth down for a 24-20 final. On that play, like I was saying earlier in the first segment, I mean, I'm telling you, I really feel like, and I, Cliff Collinsworth, who I'm not a fan of at all, his commentary for NBC, I think he kind of usually stinks, but he actually nailed it on this one. He basically was talking about the great block by Matthews, and, and I really think, and it's rare, that you get an offensive tackle who, who, who gets that kind of love, but well-deserved. That play is not breaking for a touchdown. If Jake Matthews, the left tackle for and Sanu made a good block too, but for Jake Matthews guys to make that kind of block in open space, coming off the line and sprinting on an angle, he's got a great angle, yeah. but he's in open space, six foot five, three hundred pounds, blocking a cornerback in open space the way he did, dude, that is so hard to do. To me, this is going to sound like an overstatement. That was the play of the day for me. Was Jake Matthews block? And I'm not kidding you. Okay. That's, a, that's it. That's my my take on it. All that's right. it right there. I'm very passionate. Thanks, I, uh, I look forward to the more Jake Matthews conversation next hour. Bogus. Just saying, the guy uh, made a great play. So, wait, hold on a second. Yeah, please. We're supposed to be here discussing these things, right? They say, "Hey guys, can you guys?" Well, Andrew's doing his update. Can you guys talk to him? Because that's why I was when I first came aboard here a couple of years ago. I get sad because he's he's he struggles. Yeah. So can you guys? No, help we do him? talk about it. I, can I'm you just being bring sarcastic. him to the finish line? I was just being sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, I love and what's fun, Moose is the the uh, no hot take guy. He's got a Jake Matthews hot take on a Monday well, morning, right? And the one who <laughs> no does, the guy that that's the play the, of the game. The guy that's the guy that doesn't like well, trite conversations. Bother when someone doesn't say hello to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, get out. All right. Uh, Bogus, go ahead. Uh, so the Falcons win. Point. The Saints did not. 27-9 to the Rams in L.A. More importantly. If I'm the bearer of the, getting the beatdown of the joke, or not the, of the point, I'll take it. I'm a man. I'm accountable. You. you know that, Moose. I understand Make that, a good yes. point. I have to work Anything on some more of my... on Jake Matthews? Uh, maybe next segment. We'll Thank see. You. I look forward to that. <laughs> uh, then there's Drew Brees. Go right next level. Thumb <laughs> injury in that Saints loss yesterday. He will see a hand specialist in L.A., Ben Roethlisberger has a right elbow problem in Pittsburgh. No excuses, though, for losing to the Seahawks, says head coach Mike Tomlin. We lost a number of guys in this game, uh, but that wasn't the reason why we didn't win this game. We were fully capable. 
with the guys that were on the field. We didn't make enough plays, to be quite honest with you. We didn't play clean enough, particularly in some moments. Uh, we got to get better. Mason Rudolph finished the game through two touchdowns in a rally that fell just short. The Steelers losing at home to those Seahawks, 28-26. This team whacked us good. I'll tell you, you gotta love Carroll. At the end of that game, I don't know if uh, you know. As that game is the is the clock is winding down, Carroll and the the victory sealed. Carroll on the sideline, hugging Bobby Wagner, other guys singing yeah. uh, and joking around with his team. I mean, you could tell he's the oldest NFL head coach. I mean, think about that when you look at Pete Carroll. He does not act in any way, shape, or form. And people thought that act in his, you know, go get him kind of college rah-rah would not work uh, once again in the National Football League, and it works. His team loves him. They play hard for him. Uh, they understand what they – they're a well-coached team. And you can understand, Taz, when you watch him on the sideline, why his team connects with him so much and they enjoy playing for him. That's infectious, you know, for a guy his age, like you just said, his energy, you know, his energy in the sideline. And even in a loss, you know, when they, when they, when they lose a game, he's not – you know, he, he, he's a positive type of feel guy, he you is. know what I mean? And so, no, I'm, I'm, I wish he would have done that many years ago when he was head coach of the Jets – uh, but that was that was many moons ago. It, but I guess he learned over that time. But you know, and all he done at USC, the greatness there. But yeah, no, you're right. It's very college like feel. Uh, what he does with the Hawks for yeah, sure. Yeah, he does. And that, that hug between him and Wagner, I thought was kind of genuine. You know, you know, sometimes you see stuff you're not exactly sure if it's yeah, genuine. Like it's a you real can tell, not, right? Yeah. You can tell it's kind of genuine yeah. between the it's two. It's like around here when I shake everybody's hand after the show, when I go home, I hug everyone, give you a quick hug. I don't do the quick, what do they call that? The dad, what do the kids call it when you do a quick hug? I don't do that. You know, I embrace all of you guys, physically yeah. embrace you. You Thanks, know, like, Moose. Uh, yes. So the Colts got by the Titans yesterday, 1917. Slow down. Hey, hot shot. Hot shot update guy. Slow. Oh, he's got he's somewhere got, to go. He's got somewhere uh, to go. No, we no, got no. We got to go. Andrew, you're Stop appreciating your hug hot take go. now. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. Go ahead. Go ahead, Andrew. Uh, the, I was going to say that the Bills won yesterday, but never yeah. mind that. Uh, how about some baseball? The Cubs still in control of the NL wildcard race, their third consecutive route of the Pirates, 16-6. The Brewers stay a game behind with a 7-6 win in St. Louis. Ryan Braun, go-ahead grand slam. The Mets are four back at the Cubs after last night's 3-2 home loss to the Dodgers. Angels outfielder Mike Trout's done for the season with a nerve issue in his right foot. He will have surgery later this week. Hugs all around. Well, there you go. Thank you. a little while. Very, very much. Well done. Great job, buddy. Talk to you next hour. Man, he can't wait to get out of here. Well, yeah, he's got another, he's got a more. You know what? I don't care what he's got to do. I got things to do. I'm busy too. That's right. You better, you went to. Well, he's just got go. dual responsibilities. Yeah, I right. have multiple too. So do you. What do you think? We're, we're Not working. during the show. Yeah, but we have, besides broadcasting, we're multitasking, as you know. We, we're always doing oh, research, breaking that. news. He's we're got doing a everything. time he's got to hit. It's a little different. Give him credit. All he's, right, he's, right, got, right. he's got a certain amount of, he's got a time that he's got to be on the air someplace else. It's a little stressful. Yeah, he seemed pretty well, cool. Well, I understand that, that but it, it's a little bit di- I, like I'll, I'll, you know, we'll rip on Bogus all you want, but yes. he does have some place he's got to go. That's right. Well, let him yeah. keep going. He's got just, dual roles. This he can just go. Just keep on going. Yeah, How about just, that? Sick of him. We'll come back. We'll talk about the Chicago Bears, who right. they've got a kicker, Eddie Pinheiro, <laughs> with a big kick last night uh, or yesterday afternoon out in Denver. Uh, to lift the Chicago Bears to victory. They've got themselves a kicker. We'll get into that next. It's Taz, it's Moose, it's CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's 
It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, CBS Sports Radio's toll-free live brought to you by Geico. Great news, quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico, go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. It's time right now to ask the pros where you, the listener, get to ask us a question brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Go to cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros, submit your question, be listening later on the show. We might answer your question. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices, excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every single day. And the Chicago Bears have themselves a, a kicker in a wacky game out in Denver between the Broncos and the Bears. And both teams desperate for a victory. Chicago, last time we saw them, they were losing the Thursday night opener. Uh, out at uh, Soldier Field to the Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Denver coming off the Monday night loss in Oakland against the Raiders and a game that in which you thought at one point in time the Bears had control of it, right? Um, leading the game after the short touchdown run uh, to give them at that time a, a 13-3 lead. There was Joe Flacco late uh, in the game, Taz, leading the Broncos on a a go-ahead touchdown drive in which they um, score the touchdown, a beautiful pass to Emmanuel Sanders, then hit the two-point conversion yeah, yeah. with just 36 seconds left in regulation. Um, and with just 36 seconds left in regulation, Taz, the Bears were able to get themselves into field goal rage, and Pinheiro hits a 53-yarder to win it. Absolutely, yeah. It was a crazy ending. I actually caught most of the fourth quarter, and I caught the ending of this game. And it was a a super vital play, a call, I should say, that happened here against the Broncos, which I feel cost them the game. You know, and and it was uh, it was a roughing the passer that that shouldn't have been, dude. It was Trubisky was literally just I think it was Chubb who who nailed it. It was Chubb. Trubisky was just releasing the ball, and for those that didn't see it, I'm just describing it. And then Chubb wrapped him up from behind, and they threw a flag. I'm like, what the heck's going on here? And that that rough in the passer put them in prime position to to basically get get in position to get this field goal for sure and win the game. It was cra- a horrible call, horrible. Yeah, and then uh, it, it was it was a it was a terrible call. That I, I still don't understand. I've I went back and watched it Ooh, four or five bad. times. Why that was roughing the passer? Um, you know, he didn't. You know, he didn't uh, hit him late. It was not a blow to the head. He did not right, lead correct. with his helmet. Yes. Uh, the, he did not go low. He didn't go after his knee. No. Um, it was kind of a, a textbook formful. You know what you see when pressure is happening and going on the quarterback, Taz. And um, unfortunately, they they make that call at that stage, which to <clears> me <throat> made little to no sense. Made no sense. Uh, and then what? Terrible what, call. Horrible. <laughs> because, like you said, it wasn't a hit. It wasn't a low hit. He, he, uh, uh, Flacco was in the middle of, I'm sorry, uh, Trubisky was in the middle of throwing the ball and just got hit from behind. It was, it was, I don't know if what was worse, that call or the call in the Saints game, which I'm sure we're going to get to in a little bit here with the Rams, but Allen Robinson made a nice catch and got down, got down to a knee, so he had one second left. I don't dispute that. The clock was right for the Bears, and then, uh. And then kicking that field goal for Pinero, Pierre, 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 say his name, Pinero, Pinero. I keep thinking it's like Anthony who works here. Oh no, similar yeah. but different. Pinero, yeah, Pinero, it's close. Pinero. Imagine Anthony kicking. I'm no, picture I, kicking. No, right? I could not. No, I'm picture being. No, he's too stiff. Yeah. Um, so you look at you look at that game yesterday for the Bears. The one thing I'd look at for Chicago here is that'd be a little concern is uh, the lack of development when you look at Mitchell Trubisky. Um, who uh, it almost yesterday they're they're trying to win in spite of him, 
um, and minimizing some of him at the quarterback spot. I mean, he's got to evolve. If the Bears are really going to get to where they need to go to this year, Taz, and I understand it's only week two, I'm not going to say the season's over for Mitchell Trubisky. He looked awful, awful against the Green Bay Packers week one, that Thursday night game. And there were times yesterday where it was almost like I felt like the Bears were fearful of throwing the football with Mitchell Trubisky, too. Yeah, you know, he, he, his numbers reflect what you're saying. And I like Trubisky, but I can't, I can't dispute with you because you're not wrong on the way he's been looking. He was 16-27. and 27. I'm looking at it right here. 120 yards, no touchdowns. He had no interceptions as good, but he won. third it, quarter, test. there was one point at 79 yards passing. This yeah. is 2019 NFL <laughs> where they beg you to throw the football. I know, I know. That's I mean, it's 79 yards passing uh, in the third quarter. That's a bad deal. Uh, he, he did. He it's did, tough to do, Taz. He did do well, though, to, to get Pinheiro in that position. To no, he, he did. did. In the fourth quarter, he no, did. But, I, I, but I, I, I'm trying to give the kid a pass. No, no, but, I, I know, know what you're saying, but Taz, I'd be a little – I mean, it, it's one thing. You're gonna. He's going to need to throw for the Bears to win. Yeah, no, yeah at some no. point in time, they're going to need for him to be able to throw the football. Like you can't win in spite of your quarterback. The defense is really good, Taz. They're not. They're oh, not yeah. eighty-five Bears good. They're no, not no. Ravens no, good. They're, they're, good. They're though. not yeah. that kind of defense, Taz. Yeah. And I'm just saying. I'm not saying he can't do it. Last year, at times, we did see him do it. Remember what he had? Six touchdown passes one game against the Tampa Bay yeah. Buccaneers? Yeah. I mean, there were times that Trubisky threw it very, very well a year ago. He's going to need to take that very next step for the Chicago Bears this Listen, year. With, with roughly 30 seconds left in the game yesterday, his team won the game. And I think his confidence moves. This is a better way to say this. I do think Trubisky's confident because he did make a couple important throws. Uh, one to Burton, uh, one or two to Burton, I can't remember. And then, like I said, one to Allen Robinson. Uh, he put his team in position to win in that. You think Robinson got down? I did. I did. I did. I was texting. Very with, close. I was texting with someone, and, and I said to this person, he did get down. He did get down. It was sure very, enough, very close. I thought he down. You didn't think he got down? No, no. I, I think he did, but I, it was you close. Know, yeah. It was very close. He did get down. I, I do think he did. Very- <laughs> that is that's usually a call you don't get on the road though too. I, I mean he, he usually does that you know but it was very very close to set up the Pinheiro field goal and you want to know what how uh how high altitude helps you out Taz? Well, if you draw a comparison, right? Pinheiro in Chicago, his range is is 52 53 yards. Mm. Out in Denver, he hits like so in Chicago he can barely make a 52 or 53-yard field goal. And then he goes out to Denver, and he drills a 53-yard field I know. I know. It's crazy. So you look at altitude, how altitude yeah. plays and, and kicking in that kind of an atmosphere That's does funny. play. Uh, you saw it yesterday in the Chicago Bears. Even though it was ugly, Taz, mm. you'd rather win ugly sure. uh, than, than lose, lose. ugly. Yeah. And the Broncos lost ugly, and the Bears uh, – and think about it, if you're Denver, Taz – you score a touchdown, you hit a two-point conversion, and with 36 seconds left to go in regulation, and you still lose. Yeah, it's – and it happened. I the mean, way that it is went amazing. Down was, yeah, and I, like I said, they did, and we both talked about it, they did get screwed on, oh, that, on that shub uh, roughing the passer. No doubt about a it. Horrible call. But, hey, congrats to the Bears to get a, a big win like that, go one and one, and you're on the road, like you said, Moose, you're in Denver, you get that victory. That that's You get on that plane and get the hell back to Chicago quick. Yes, you <laughs> Don't do. Don't stick around. Yeah, get out of do. there. And you get a little lucky. We mentioned the, the, the play with between the Saints and the Rams, Taz, and you referenced it as well, the Cam Jordan, where they take a touchdown away yes. from him, where yeah. initially they called it an incomplete pass. It was a fumble. They blew the play dead. And, and really – what you what you fault the officials there is they they get the call right but they don't give them the touchdown because right. they blew the play dead so the Saints get the football they just don't get the score mm. and really kind of was a mecha- 
See, the Denver call was a judgment call that was a bad call. The mechanics of the Saints and Rams was where the referees failed because they are taught to let the replay be your friend. You Mm -hmm. always have the chance to go to replay. Let it play out. Let the play play out. You can always go back, put time on the clock. If it's an incomplete pass, whatever it might be, just let the play play out. Don't blow the play dead unless you are 100,000% sure about what you saw. And unfortunately, in that game, they blew the play dead, what should have been a touchdown, and there's nothing that they can do in the real book to change it, Taz, because once they blow the play dead, That's that. they can't they can't go back and all of a right. sudden say, well, it was an inadvertent whistle, now we're going to give you the touchdown. They gave the Saints the football, but they didn't give them the score. Yeah, I think you, 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 you said it perfectly, because if you're comparing that with the Bears and, and the Broncos, where Chubb got that roughing call. Because you're right, that was a judgment call. Um, you know... The thing with Cam Jordan, I mean, yeah, it should have been a touchdown. It shouldn't have been blown dead. We know that. And well, I think it was Henderson who came off the edge and knocked the ball out of Goff's hand, if memory serves me. Yeah. And that's and and beautiful fumble recovery right there by by Cam on, on that play. But but yeah, the blow dead was uh, definitely a problem, uh, and, and that that hurt them big time. And it just seems like out of all the teams to have a bad call against, it's the Saints again. Like that's what everybody's talking about. Oh my God, they're getting screwed again. It's almost like you feel like these refs have it out for New Orleans. I don't think that's the case. And I think there's some sketchiness with refs, in my opinion. But I don't think it's like, let's let's go after, uh, you know, uh, Peyton and his Rams. Uh, I'm sorry, his Saints. I, I don't think that's the case. I just think it's a weird coincidence. Uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's a strange coincidence. I mean, I, 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 think, um, I think there are people that are good and there are people that are bad at their job. And unfortunately, sometimes I don't think you have um, – I don't think everything is, uh, I would say, not every official is great at the job that, that he or she does. Right. That, that's the way to put well, it. a lot of them so, suck. Yes, uh, well, right. well, that's what I, I'm saying. I, there's lack of consistency when you look at it with some of the officiating. Some of it's good, and, and they've lost a lot of experienced guys. They, they have. Yeah. That yeah. Now you see in television that have decided that, you know, they'd rather take the TV job and and, you know, be, you know, and, and work in the booth or work in a studio, Taz, and get probably paid just as much money as they were making as an official. And, yeah. and they didn't want the grind of traveling and doing everything that they could do because a lot of guys you see in the NFL, you know, you also see in college. Yeah. Uh, you also see uh, doing college basketball, Gene Steratore. I mean, oh, you that know. guy's everywhere. And well, yeah. he used to do, I mean, he used to, you know, he did NFL games. You'd see him doing college basketball games left and right. No, my problem, I'll be honest with you, Moose. My problem with that guy in the booth, like his inflection's great, his voice sounds good as far as when, and when he gives an opinion or he gives a professional breakdown, and I believe in him. I trust him with his expertise. Um, but he never he he never gives you like I don't think he's on the fence. It's like he never he never goes he very rarely goes against what the refs are saying on the field. Like he very rarely he shows that respect to his former brethren, and I understand that. But you're getting paid to do a job. There I can't name a play right now, but I know recently I've seen him aside with the guys on the field and stuff, and I'm like, wow, what? You know, like he never. And and whatever broadcast team he's working with, they'll try to get him to say something a little bit different. Maybe disagree with the call, even though it was overturned. No, it shouldn't have been. He never does that. Like, never. So that means every play is done right with review, and these guys, have, according to Gene Steratore, I guess. I don't know. I guess maybe I don't like these guys in the boot. They're getting on my nerves a little bit. No, I, I you know, I... Uh, Fox has got the other guy. What's his name? The mustache. 
No, well, they have Blandino. That's the guy, Blandino. Right, they have Dean Blandino. That's a great name, by the way. Dean Blandino. Correct, right. He used to be head of officiating, left that to join Fox. He he also does stuff, I think he does a show on NFL Network as well. Shocking. Um, But, yeah, I mean, so uh, I think think you're in a tough spot. I think you want to hold guys accountable, but I also think you you know those guys as well. So you don't want to publicly embarrass them, too. It's... But you're there to do a job. Um, I have not picked up on it as much as you have watch, that he is watch. not corrected. I'll, but I'll, I'll take note of it moving forward here. You know how I am. I, I, I look for that stuff. Yeah. You know, I look for it. I no, sit I know. There, I know. I I've not there, picked up on that with Sterator. I think he, I thought he was, I'll tell you this, as an official on the field, um, I felt good when he was doing an NFL game. Well, that I agree with. I thought he, was, I, I, I thought he should he go was, back on the field. I thought he was a really good NFL official. And head ref, I, I thought yeah. he was always in control of the game. I didn't think there was any kind of. Uh, I, I thought I, I felt comfortable and felt good when he was leading the way. He had a, on the field that it was annoying. He had a certain swagger when he knew he was going to be on camera. He'd like yeah. he'd walk up like a gunslinger. All right, here we go. I'm going to do my own camera. I'm going to do my own camera. All right, you got holding. You got holding on the offense. Yeah, that's a ten yard penalty. First down, and he would do the arm. And he got a little oil on his arm, and he's got like he's got like no, a no, swagger no. about him. No, he never Jeez, had, No, you're thinking about the guy with the big arms was Ed Hockey. Yeah, he's yes, but I'm he thinking, was the one that had no, the oil I know on the all arms. I know all. I know he is, but this guy didn't have big arms, but he had some. He had a glistering oil on his face. <laughs> he wants to be an actor, Gene Sterritt. We'll come back. My we'll ass. talk a little bit about Antonio Brown. We'll do that next. Cash Blue Chip Sports Radio. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 